Next up, you will be listening to United Way Community Connections with Mike Affelberg. United Way Community Connections. United Way Community Connections broadcasts every Monday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. right here on WSMN. In United Way Community Connections, you will be introduced to leaders from all of the great nonprofits in Greater Nashua, from caring for our children to our seniors, from helping our homeless pets to our at-risk vets, from learning the skills to get your GED, to dealing with trauma and substance abuse. Community Connections is the place to learn with Mike Affelberg about what's going on. Learn how you can help and make a difference from the experts. So sit back, grab a cup of coffee, and enjoy the show, which is making a difference in Greater Nashua. Here's your host, Mike Affelberg. Well, good Monday morning. It is Monday morning, May 11th, 2020, and you are listening to the United Way Community Connections show on WSMN 1590 AM. I'm your host, Mike Affelberg. We are here each and every Monday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. Talking, talking with you about the nonprofits in our community and the fabulous work that they're doing to keep us all safe, strong, smart, and healthy, all of us who live and work in the community of Greater Nashua. And so um, so it's a beautiful morning. I hope everybody had a wonderful weekend as well. Um, just hold on one quick second. Hey, Dusty, good morning. Come on in. I think you're going to be my first guest, so um, you're welcome to take this chair right here, and I'm going to just do some introductions and talking, and then I'll introduce you in just a, just a few minutes. Um, sorry, I know that must have sounded weird to you on the radio to hear all those strange instructions I'm giving out, but you know, we're also live on lots of different cameras and in lots of different places. I thought I'd share that with you and let you know. So if you go to WSMN 1590 AM, you can see the live studio cam that is broadcasting 24 hours a day. And you can see us and hear us there um, as we're live on the air. A couple other ways in which you can listen in. I know that at home, I, I am able to actually, I got one of those uh, Google Home smart speaker things, and I just say, hey, Google, play WSMN 1590 AM. And through the miracle of technology and science, and I don't know how this stuff works sometimes, but for some reason, WSMN comes right on my little Google Home thing. So that's amazing. We're also live on Facebook, which is pretty cool. So you can both see us and hear us on Facebook. I'll tell you this morning, I put the feed on on my own personal Facebook page. So if you just go to look for Michael Affelberg, there's only one Michael Affelberg that I know of in North America. You're probably gonna not going to find anybody else. And we are live there as well. And I do see that I have some people who've joined us. So let me get a little closer to the... Uh, speaker here the the the, the speaker the uh, screen I can say give some shout outs so I see um, I see my friend Jackie Simmons is watching with us hi Jackie good old friend of mine from Nebs I see Leonard Grant from California Lenny and I went to school with each other back in the as they say back in the day Lenny um, you'll be over here Scott I see my friend Doreen Manetta Doreen is my f- friend from uh, Enterprise Bank, one of the best bankers that I've ever met in my entire life, and also just a real sweet person. And uh, so she and her husband, Ken, are also real good friends of mine. And then I see Tom Walker, good old buddy of mine from Brookline, New Hampshire. And then I see Mark Stroms. Um, hi, Mark. Hope you're doing well today. And uh, yeah, that's about it. So you can join us on Facebook, and that's pretty cool. Great way to listen in. And if you have any comments, I'll watch for those in the feed and see what happens. So Hope everybody had a great weekend. It was Mother's Day, of course, on Sunday. Um, 
my wife got treated to very special, um, uh, I would say a very special treat. She actually got to see our, we actually got to see our kids for the first time in weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks. And it seems like forever. And I'm sure that every parent out there can appreciate, you know, how that must, how that must feel. And, um, it's things we take for granted in life are, you know, seeing our children when we want to. And, um, this was pretty, pretty remarkable that we were able to, uh, to uh, g- um, get together with them and, and say hi and uh, spend the weekend with them, which was really nice. Um, yesterday, of course, was a pretty nice day. Um, Saturday was weird. It snowed. I mean, come on, really? It snowed. And I and I know it sometimes can snow in May. And I've always said to people on the West Coast where I grew up, they're like, where have you moved? To Arctic Circle hell? And I always say, you know, no, not really. It's But we do have long winters. And I say, but typically, you know, you can count on snow sometime around Thanksgiving, usually a little bit before. And you can count on it happening up to uh, Mother's Day. And But I never really take myself seriously when I say that. And, of course, this year was that, that year, right? And so we got a little bit of snow on Saturday, which I thought was pretty great. I love the snow, so that didn't bother me at all. And then yesterday was just beautiful. So went for a hike with the family um, and uh, like that. A couple of quick things I wanted to make as announcements, and then we're going to cut to a short break, and then we're going to bring back our first guests, which are Family Promise of Southern New Hampshire, good friends of ours, um, and talk about their projects, what they've got going on, and um, where they're going with their programming. Um, but before that, I want to just make a couple of quick announcements. So this is week, I don't know, seven, eight or so of um, the uh, food programs that we're supporting at United Way for the school district. And if you go to either the school district's website or to um, the United Way Facebook page, you can see, or the United Way website, actually, unitedwaynashua.org, you can see all the locations and times when we're distributing food throughout the community. There are 26 different locations where we distribute food to school kids, Um three days a week. So um, this is the week where we're going to pass that magical milestone of 50,000 breakfasts and lunches distributed by our volunteers since all of this started. So we're pretty proud of that and keeping the food, keeping the families fed. We're also actually just um, home delivering food to um, about 35 kids weekly um, whose families um, are either lacking the ability to get to those locations for transportation issues or they're quarantined. So keeping the family fed and keeping the kids fed is a big priority for us. We also um, are distributing produce at eight different locations around town, and that's um, through a partnership with the Nashua Soup Kitchen Shelter and the YMCA. And I should mention also the Boys and Girls Club helps pitch in on some of this as well, which is great. So a lot of collaborative work going on. Um, This week will probably surpass 1,000 individuals who received – produce from those programs. And that's a, basically all these programs are kind of walk up, get what you need. We're not going to ask you for an ID. We're not going to ask you to, for your, your income tax returns. We're not going to write down your name. What we are going to say is, can we help you today? Would you like some produce? Can we help you today? Do your kids need a breakfast or lunch? That's kind of what we're doing. So um, those locations and times are available as well. Those are in the afternoon, typically three to four. And I see my friend Laura Borman joined. Hello, Laura. Hope you guys are doing well. Say hi to Mark for me when you get a chance. Or maybe you are Mark and you're just going incognito as Laura. I don't know. You never know on Facebook these days. So, But hello. And um, so the other thing I wanted to mention that's just going on today, starting today and for the next two weeks. So today is a special day. It's May 11th. 
2020, probably, well, I mean, you know, that's special because there's never been a May 11th, 2020 before, and there'll never be another one. So I guess that's special. But we're also going to begin distributing face masks um, through United Way volunteers at both of the Simon Malls in our community. So which are those? Those are the Pheasant Lane Mall down in South Nashua and the Merrimack Premium Outlets. They open up today. Now, a lot of the stores won't be open, but the malls themselves are opening as part of the um, you know, governor's reopening plans. And of course, stores can choose on their own whether they open or not. So like I heard at Macy's, I don't think is opening until next Monday, which is the 18th, but um, others will be open today. And in any case, we have United Way volunteers who are going to be there during um, all of the open hours at each of the entrances to each of these facilities, handing out masks to anybody from the public who would like one. And you don't have to be going there to go shopping. You can just go there to get a mask if you need one for yourself. So this is a way for us to support the uh, health of our community and make sure that people have the opportunity to um, to wear a face mask. And, I, you know, there's so much so much contention about face masks, you know. And I think people forget that the reason why you're wearing a mask, it's kind of like secondhand smoke. You're wearing a mask to protect others. It's not to protect yourself. So like the mask I'm wearing is, I know absolutely of no use to me in protecting me from others. I mean, for God's sakes, it's a 49ers bandana. It doesn't even help the 49ers for Pete's sakes. Um, But what it does do is it catches droplets coming out of my mouth when I'm talking or breathing and out of my nose and it keeps those it forms a barrier so that those don't escape and um, if I'm closer than six feet to somebody that they don't end up on that other person so this is wearing a face mask is something we do to protect each other and this is something we want to make sure that people have the ability to do and uh, so we'll have lots of different face masks I actually ordered 10,000 face masks last Thursday that should be there today or tomorrow, and we have a bunch of others to, to start out with. But um, so um, people ask me, what have, we, what have we been collecting donations for? And one of the things I've been collecting donations for is to be able to have the ability to spend $7,000 on face masks. So um, we've, we've got those coming in and going to keep the community safe and, and healthy. Last thing I wanted to mention, and this is um, unusual for my show, but I'm going to ask for, this is going to be like a, the prayer request. So I have a good friend named Kevin who is in the hospital, and he has been in the hospital for many weeks now and been on a ventilator. Um, He's in the ICU, and um, he's in pretty bad shape. He's in rough shape, let's say, and um, I've been kind of keeping in touch with his situation as things have gone on, and um, he's been fortunate to receive the uh, plasma transplant, the plasma infusion, um, a, maybe a week and a half, week or week or so ago, but he still hasn't responded to that yet because um, he has, and as an underlying condition, he's been suffering with cancer for uh, about a year, or a year and a half or so, and he had his last chemotherapy treatment about two or three weeks before coming down with uh, COVID nineteen, so his immune system is. You know, anybody who's gone through cancer and chemotherapy knows that what happens is your immune system basically is shot. You have no immune system. I know with my mother, when she had um, chemotherapy, she basically, you know, she would get sick from anything, you know, anything. So she couldn't travel and stuff like that. And it's pretty hard. So not, and I will also add to that, that my friend Kevin is also a little bit elderly, but in really good shape. I mean, he's a, he's kind of a health nut. And so what does he have going for him? He has his, his, um, 
pre-existing good condition. And he is, he has a very strong will and he's a very smart man and he has a lot of good friends. And what I'm asking you to do, if you know Kevin, please um, send a prayer out to him for me. And if you know me, please send a prayer out to my friend. And if you know both of us, then say a double prayer because we can really use the help um, you know, this week in particular. It's looking like it's a tough situation and I would appreciate any support that people could give me. And well, I guess that's about it for what I had for announcements. So let me see. Let me check my fancy watch here, which I also call my cell phone. Um, and my fancy cell phone watch says it's 917. And what that means is it's time for a break. So we're going to take a break. Our um, show is brought to you by Edgestone Properties, one of our community's premier builders for many, many years. Um, after the break, we will be back with our first two guests. Um, we have with us um, my friend Dusty and my friend Scott. And my friend Scott is, he's a friend except during the Super Bowl, I'll tell you that, because Scott's also a Kansas City Chiefs fan. So, but we're talking again, it's all right, we've made up. Um, it, it's not exactly back to the love fest that it was before the Super Bowl, but it's, it's not bad. And uh, they're going to talk about family promise and some of the great ideas and, and things going on um, over at that organization, which we um, want people to know about. So you're listening to the United Way Community Connection Show. I'm your host, Mike Affelberg. Oh, I see my friend Phil just joined. Hi, Phil. No, not in the studio, on the Facebook, guys. Just tricking you. Phil, good morning. Hope best. Give my best to Jody and happy belated Mother's Day to her as well. I'll be back in just a few minutes. You're listening to the United Way Community Connection Show, and I'm your host, Mike Affelberg. Edgestone Properties is a leading home builder in southern New Hampshire. With over 33 years' experience, Edgestone offers highly valued residential homes, including first-time buyer, luxury move-up, and senior community opportunities. Edgestone also offers well-located rental apartments, including active adult communities. Visit us at edgestoneproperties.com or call us at 603-889-5208 to learn more. You can also like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. That's 603-889-5208. Since 1930, United Way of Greater Nashua has been your trusted partner to fight for the health, education, and financial stability of every person in every community. When a low-income child needs access to dental care, or parents need quality after-school programs where their kids can learn and be safe, United Way is there. When a person with disabilities needs a supportive day program where they can thrive, or a family loses its home and needs a place to regain financial stability, United Way is there. When a homebound senior needs food and supportive social connections, or when it comes time to die with dignity, United Way is there. The programs supported by your United Way are the heart and soul of Greater Nashua. When you volunteer or donate to United Way, you lift up the community where you live and you work. As a highly regarded nonprofit with Charity Navigator and GuideStar, you can be sure that your donations will be used for the work of making Greater Nashua stronger, smarter, and safer. Learn more and connect with us at unitedwaynashua.org. Winter weather can bring serious health risks and injuries. American Medical Response reminds you to stay safe during the cold. Here's some tips. Always use a clearing tool or broom handle to clear a snowblower. Never, ever put your hand in to do it. Pace yourself and take frequent breaks and stop immediately if you get short of breath, start sweating profusely, or have chest pain. Check out more safety tips at amr.net slash safety. AMR Medics are here for you every hour of every day. Well, good Monday morning. You're listening to the United Way Community Connection Show on WSMN 1590 AM. Um, also on Facebook, also on your smart speaker. So just say, hey, Alexa, play WSMN 1590 AM and the, through the miracle, which is the internet. 
uh, invented by Al Gore. Thanks to Al Gore, you'll be able to hear me speaking to you through your speaker. I'm just, I'm, I'm just in, in awe. So it's pretty cool. We're here with um, uh, two friends of mine. Scott Wellman and Dusty, whose name I always forget, Dusty Clobber. Oh, got it. I knew it was somewhere in the recesses of my memory. And um, Dusty is the board chair, the chairman of the board for Family Promise of Southern New Hampshire, which, amongst other things, um, is the uh, runs the Anne Marie House, which is a family transitional housing shelter out in Hudson. And they're looking to make some changes there. And uh, so I'm lo- I love ha- having board chairs or board people in general, not board people, B-O-R-E-D people, <laughs> but board people, B-O-A-R-D people, join me on the show because they're volunteers and they're special volunteers who have a specific kind of a role in the running of an organization. We also have Scott Wellman. Scott is um, also on the board at Family Promise, and um, they're going to talk a little bit about their organization, what they do, how they're changing lives, and what's going on. So why, you want to start with you, Dusty? Yeah, why don't I just... Um, Give us first, the overview? First start by thanking you, Mike, for inviting us to have the opportunity to tell the people in the community who we are and what we do. No need to thank me, Dusty. Well, I'm glad for what you guys do. United Way has been a huge supporter of Family Promise and our operation in Anne-Marie House for since our inception. Uh, So we thank you very much for that. For those of you out there that don't know who we are, um, we are part of a national organization called Family Promise. Uh, We started in the Nashua area back in 2001, and this whole program was initiated by the faith-based community. Several congregations in the area got together and, and recognized that family homelessness and homelessness in general was a real problem. And they wanted to do something about it. So they embarked on joining the Family Promise organization and began a program where they took in homeless families and allowed them to take a breath in their lives, uh, recover from some um, event which caused them to be homeless. So what we've done over the last um, 15 years or so has been done at Anne Marie House in Hudson, as Mike had mentioned. The Sisters of Presentation of Mary were kind enough back then to recognize uh, our program, and they basically bought into it a thousand percent. They offered us at that time the use of Anne Marie House, which was a novitiate uh, on their campus in Hudson that they were not using. So we've been very fortunate to have a fixed facility where our families could uh, come and be stable and take the stress out of their lives. And we help them with our program um, to get their financial house in order. Um, we allow them to uh, build up a war chest of, of, of money so that they can look for an apartment of their own or, in many cases today, uh, build up enough money so they can put a down payment on a home. While they're at Anne Marie House, uh, we've been providing them with, of course, uh, room, but we also provide a portion of their, um, their food. So it's been, a, it's been a great program all around. We've um, graduated over 130 families during this period, families that have become independent again, stayed in the community, and are now contribu- contributing members of society. Our success rate is about 85-plus um, percent pretty consistently over the years. Um, and we're just very thankful that... Um, the community has supported us in the way they have because the program is extremely successful. 
So, Dusty, when you talk about so a couple things you I want to dive into real quick on what you just said that people not, might not be aware of. First of all, um, who is who are the people who are living at Family Promise? Who who are these who are who are these families? Well, these are families that um, are of different compositions. Some families are single mothers with children. Some are single fathers. We're, in fact, the only organization that does take in single fathers. And there's more single fathers out there than I think people realize. We take basically the family unit, whatever that may be. It may be headed by grandparents. It may be headed by um, uh, a regular, normal, heterosexual couple. And we try to do our best to accommodate the entire family. We don't restrict ourselves to age, except that uh, we do have an 18-year-old age limit. When a child becomes an adult, um, they're, they're not uh, permitted to stay in the home with the rest of their family. That, I don't think, has happened in my six-year tenure with pretty, the organization. Pretty rare situation. But we also are the only organization, I think, that takes in newborns. We have a lot of newborn families, and uh, it's really great to see them all come together as a community in a very cons- confined space at Anne Marie House. This is not a luxury setting, but... We provide the basic essentials, and we make a stable environment for the family to to progress. That's right. Now, you mentioned something about graduation rate and success rate. Could you define those terms a little bit more for for people who might not be familiar? Okay. Well, uh, when the program started, the families were allowed to stay in the program for up to two years, 24 months. Um, When we hired Pam Wellman, Scott's wife, uh, about five, six years ago uh, now. Well, she wasn't Scott's wife at the time. Well, she wasn't at the time. That's true. <laughs> she uh, she she uh, kicked the program up a notch. And I have a hard time actually because I always I always I always still refer to her as Pam Small. It's, yeah, it's we a all do habit, that. So. <laughs> In any case, um, Pam and her staff uh, have reduced the stay time from somewhere around fourteen to fifteen months down to about ten months on average. So the program is much more efficient, and we're producing stable families at a lot higher rate than we ever did before. That's re- that's really great, and I know that graduation and and means that a person is in this situation, a family is in the situation where they can move on and perhaps have saved up enough to um, get their own apartment, or even have saved up enough and to put a down payment on a house, gone back to school. Um, put together a financial plan that makes sense for them. And so success really means, um, you know, a lot of times we have um, people come out of programs and we don't know that they're really ready to take that next step. And I know that for you guys, the intention and the real reality is people are really not ready to next, take that next step and become uh, self, self-sufficient and, and uh, really independent. That's true, Mike. The real strong part of our program is the financial literacy piece. Right. Uh, we have a, a former board member who volunteers a lot of time to work with each family individually and put them on a program that uh, will get them uh, back to independence in the shortest possible time. Currently, uh, we see a huge improvement in the uh, credit scores of our families, and about 50% of them um, uh, get to the point where they have enough money for a down payment on their own house which is uh, a lot stronger position than they were five years ago. That's really great. Mm-hmm. So, Scott, why don't we bring you into the, into the conversation, if you don't mind? Not at all. Thank you for the summary, Dusty. So, Scott, tell us about, a little bit about your role in the, on the board and um, 
Um, where, where, where are we at currently with, with, uh, Anne Marie house and what's going to be happening in the community in the next, uh, you know, 12 to 18 months. Thanks, Mike. Um, my, my role, I'm the, uh, chairman of the missions committee. And so my role is really just to kind of pay attention to what's going on in the house, uh, with, with the uh, programming that's going on, but also, but most importantly is to be in the community and, and reach out to congregations and any other organizations that we can uh, educate about uh, Amory House, about Family Promise of Southern New Hampshire, um, and to, to make sure that people are aware of that and the strength that we have uh, in our community. One of the things that I get to travel all over the state and, and talk to people all over the state, and the, the strength of our organization is, is incredible, and, and the knowledge, the awareness that other people throughout the state, and especially in our own community see here, uh, the respect and uh, they have for Pam and for the program are just immense, and, and we're just so lucky to, to have had uh, Anne Marie House, that, that, that um, building, for so long. But uh, due to circumstances uh, with the, the presentation of Mary, they are taking that, that um, building back. And so we are now excited about the next phase in our, in our organization, and that's to move into the, the old uh, Infant Jesus School here in Nashua and to expand that and expand our program right it's now. It's right down on Bridge Street, right? It's, it's, or Bridge Street, it's off Crown of, Street. right off of Bridge, Bridge Street, and, Crown Street, Alds, Alds Street, that, that kind of corner and, there. Uh, yeah, and, and, and Hollis, right around in there. So uh, we're going to be moving into into that building, but we have to uh, uh, renovate that. And, and we have, uh, right now we have, I think it's 26 bedrooms where we're at, but we're going to have uh, 48 uh two bedroom suites in the in the new project uh but we have to and and so we're going to be able to ex, double uh the the amount of people that, that we uh serve now uh, the amount of families and uh and it, it couldn't come at a better time for this expansion because of everything with the coronavirus and in the the financial issues that are going on uh, nationwide, worldwide, uh, I think there's going to be an uptick uh, in in family homelessness, and we've already seen that in the recent past. And so I think uh, us being able to to come together and, and get this project done and be on on board and opened in in the fall, it's just it's a crucial time, and we'll be able to uh, address the issues uh, that are coming our way. Um, for family homelessness and you know and our motto is to to end family homelessness one family at a time and and that's and that's what we're trying to do with everybody we see and, and just to you know talk a little bit more about the success you know 60 percent of the people that come through our program do get qualified for for home loans uh, then they make a choice whether they do that now or they or they uh, go into apartments but uh, I just can't uh, say how you know how impressed I've been the four four and a half years that I've been on the board uh, with with what we've been able to do in this community. So it sounds like a pretty big challenge, right? You're just like anybody, like you know, any of us moves from one place to another. We got to sell the place, we got to buy a new mm -hmm. place, we got to spruce it up, paint it, make it what we want. That's that's a little project compared to what you guys have. You got to do all of that and then a whole lot more because you're moving into a place which was. Now I don't know that Infant Jesus was originally designed as a school. For all I know, it's an old building. What was it originally? Was it has it always been a school? I think it's always been a school, right, Dusty? No, or? I think it originally was the actual church. Okay. Uh, because the front of the building used to be the entry. Mm -hmm. Now it's the entry's on the side. But mm -hmm. yeah, it was originally designed as a church with a chapel and. 
somewhere along the way, they went to a larger church and converted that into a school. So in order for us to, to then take that and move into there, there, there is some uh, remodeling that needs to be done. And we're embarking on a four and a half million dollar uh, capital campaign. And, and we've just really we've launched that here recently. And we're we're just trying to educate the, uh, the community and and everyone uh, of, of our intentions and what we're going to be doing and, and the great need. Uh, for this uh, expansion and for this this change that we're going through, so we're you know and, and we're going to need you know volunteers, more volunteers when we when we double our 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 capacity and and so we're going to be looking for more volunteers at that time and and so with this not only is there a lot of money that we need to raise and and, and we can't impress upon people enough about the importance of our program but also the needs that we're going to have going forward to, to run this program through volunteerism through donations of, of many types in-kind donations those types of things that that are going to help this program uh, move forward well i think it's such an important program and that's one of the reasons why i really wanted to get the word out with you guys this morning is that uh you know there are different ways of of fighting uh, fighting and combating homelessness mm -hmm. and one of the most successful ways is the transitional housing program so unlike uh you know sort of a traditional homeless shelter that really is a sort of a place to maybe maybe get stabilized so you don't have to be in the cold overnight um, it's kind of an emergency situation what you have is really a pathway forward for a person and a family to get on their feet and really um, you know move on and not and actually not ever have to be homeless again and um, I think that's so important you know you know, way our philosophy is is, is generally speaking to um, invest in programs that have proven outcomes and um, you know the outcome we have here with 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 you guys is that you were homeless you got stabilized and you're not homeless now and that to me is a pretty pretty amazing thing and very empowering mm -hmm. and and i think one of the things that has always impressed me and and really drew me there as, as a board member when pam had invited me to, to to join the board was that that you go there and this is a this is a, a huge building that we're in now we're going to be in a bigger building but you walk in there it always feels like a home there's kids laughing. It certainly kids does. I've been over there, and yeah. it's absolutely true. And it's home. It's home to kids. It's stability. It, it gives them what they need. And that's really yeah. – it gives that family stability that, that people are looking for. And if you're homeless, you can't have that. It becomes chaos. And, and so we give people that, that time to settle and get their feet underneath them and, and move forward, as you say, Mike, and, and have that success and not be homeless again. Well, I'm just going to assume that everybody who's listened in here today is going to do a couple things. One is they're going to let people know, all their friends and neighbors and everybody who they've ever met and ever will meet, about know about Family Promise and what an amazing job you're doing. And if they're looking for um, you know, somebody to speak on your behalf um, independently of that, they can call me at United Way and I'll be glad to talk with them about how, how great you're doing. Beyond that, they're going to want to know, well, what can I do to support your capital campaign? What can I do to support this project now? So so maybe we'll, I'm going to pivot back to Dusty, if you don't mind. And Dusty, maybe you can talk a little bit. What are some of the opportunities? What does it take to raise $4.5 million? It's a lot of money. It takes about $4.5 million, Mike. <laughs> this is this is what I love about you, Dusty, is, is <laughs> the answers are always so correct. <laughs> So what do you guys got planned? How are you going to do this? Well, we launched our campaign last month, um, and we're reaching out, of course, to all of our uh, past donors. Uh, we put together a list of uh, corporations in the area that we'd like to approach and see if they, are, they would be willing to help us in this effort. Very good. Um, 
we have a new grant writer who is pretty aggressive and, and very smart. She has been uh, pumping out uh, grant and foundation requests at a very high rate. So that's the basics of our program. It's a three-year plan. Um, we hope to uh, be ready to start the renovation of the Infant Jesus School on June 1st and hopefully have it done sometime around November 1st. Are you doing any of the tax credits thing that we, where yes. companies can buy tax credits? And Yes, we are. We, we, we missed the deadline for filing for this year, but we'll be yeah. in Very line for tax credits for next year and the year after. Good to know. One of our board members, Randy Brown, is looking into that uh, probably as we speak. So that's okay. we, we identified that uh, early on as a, a good possibility. Yeah, well, I know that corporations like that because they can they can uh, you know invest in a program locally philanthropically and get a get a significant tax break in the in the in the uh, at the same time, which is right. pretty awesome. Depending on the company situation, they can receive um, basically for eleven percent uh, investment or a twenty two percent investment, something like that. Uh, they can uh, get a hundred percent gift to whatever charity they. They buy the tax credit from, which is that's amazing. It that's is really amazing. amazing. It's it's really a good deal. So we're going to pursue that uh, for next year pretty strongly. That's great. And you'll probably have also for individuals kind of like I'm, I'm assuming like naming opportunities and stuff like that. And you know that's pretty common stuff. Our website is familypromisesnh.org. Yeah. Uh, if people go there, they can quickly quickly scroll down and see the campaign part of the website. And there's a whole list of different naming possibilities, from naming the building itself all the way down to um, sponsoring a refrigerator or a freezer or a table in the dining room. So there are a lot of opportunities for that, and we uh, we hope people would take Well, so I'm torn personally because I want all the food-related opportunities. <laughs> you know, if it's our fridge, you know that I'm in. Yeah. A microwave, I'm in for that too. But I like the idea of having the the. Mike Appleberg, <laughs> you know, I don't know. That sounds great. I, I, I know you guys are going to be very successful. So I think we're just about out of time, actually. Anything else you wanted to mention uh, before we cut to break? Yes, I, Mike, I'd just like to acknowledge um, the great support we've had from the Sisters of Presentation of Mary. By using Anne Marie House, we're allowed to really optimize and perfect our program, and we're very thankful to them for their support over the years. I'd also like to acknowledge the, uh, the Diocese of Manchester and the St. John, the 23rd Parish, uh, who are basically the owners of the Infant Jesus School. They've been amazing people to work with, and uh, we're glad we hooked up with them. That sounds great. How about yourself, Scott? You, you know, Mike, I, I, I can't say enough about uh, the community that supported us for so many years and, and continue to, to do so, and, and we're just looking to them uh, to provide support in any way they can uh, whether it's volunteerism or to help us just get the word out for for what we're trying to accomplish here, and and so we can move forward because we are we are just super excited about the potential for this and what we're going to be able to to provide the community in the future. That's fantastic, gentlemen. Thank you so much for coming on the show today. Um, it's been a real honor and a pleasure. If you want to learn more about Family Promise of Southern New Hampshire, you can just Google it, Family Promise of Southern New Hampshire, and it'll come right up. I know that. 
Um, this has been real, real great to have Dusty Clobber and Scott Wellman from their board of directors talking about what they're doing, how they're changing lives, and where they're going in the yeah. future. So have a, have a great day, gentlemen. Thank you. Thank you, Thank Mike. you, Mike. Look for us now on go, Facebook, Now too. go back to your quarantines, okay? <laughs> Jeez, enough, enough of this already. So we're going to take another quick break here, and um, after the break we'll be joined by our next guest, a good friend of mine who actually, very different kind of a topic. She runs Showcase Performing Arts and Showcase Spirit out in also in Hudson. They have that in common. And um, talk a little bit about what their programs look like these days. And um, so we'll be back in just about two or three minutes with the United Way Community Connection Show. And I'm your host, Mike Appelberg. Hi, this is Tony Joyce from Joyce Cooling and Heating. The winter months in New England can be a great time for hibernating at home, as long as your heating system is working. Did you know that there are some telltale signs that your unit may be near the end of its life? The last thing you want is for your heater to stop working in the dead of winter. If you have noticed that your system isn't heating the home like it used to, it may be a good time to schedule a preventive maintenance call with Joyce Cooling and Heating. Give us a call at 882-4244 or on the web at JoyceCool.com. I'm Andy Armstrong, Senior Minister of First Church in the heart of Nashua. Join me as I host Sunday mornings at 7 a.m. for a conversation about the power of faith, the good life, and those things that truly matter here on WSMN 1590. Edgestone Properties is a leading home builder in southern New Hampshire. With over 33 years' experience, Edgestone offers highly valued residential homes, including first-time buyer, luxury move-up, and senior community opportunities. Edgestone also offers well-located rental apartments, including active adult communities. Visit us at edgestoneproperties.com or call us at 603-889-5208 to learn more. You can also like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. That's 603-889-5208. Since 1930, United Way of Greater Nashua has been your trusted partner to fight for the health, education, and financial stability of every person in every community. When a low-income child needs access to dental care, or parents need quality after-school programs where their kids can learn and be safe, United Way is there. When a person with disabilities needs a supportive day program where they can thrive, or a family loses its home and needs a place to regain financial stability, United Way is there. When a homebound senior needs food and supportive social connections, or when it comes time to die with dignity, United Way is there. The programs supported by your United Way are the heart and soul of Greater Nashua. When you volunteer or donate to United Way, you lift up the community where you live and you work. As a highly regarded nonprofit with Charity Navigator and GuideStar, you can be sure that your donations will be used for the work of making Greater Nashua stronger, smarter, and safer. Learn more and connect with us at unitedwaynashua.org. The Village Network was created for only one reason, to keep those 62 and older in their home as long as possible, ideally for the rest of their life. The Village Network is the answer for children who do not live nearby and worry about their parents being able to remain independently and safely at home. The Village Network has a network of trusted providers and volunteers who provide transportation, home repair, home-delivered meals, grocery shopping, and others who are there to help when you need them. We can even find someone to walk your dog. The Village Network does not charge thousands of dollars of upfront costs for services you may never need. With the Village Network, you only pay for services when you need them. Become a member of the Village Network today by calling 603 891 Zero 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 eight. That's six zero three eight nine one zero 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 eight. The Village Network. Become a member today.
Well, good Monday morning. It's Monday, May 11th, 2020, and uh, you're listening to the United Way Community Connection Show. I'm sitting here in the studio at WSMN 1590 AM, downtown Nashua, sitting in the turret, looking out on a blue sky, some light, wispy clouds. They say there's some bad weather coming in, but... You know, considering we had a nor'easter on Saturday, uh, literally we had a nor'easter on Saturday. Come on, for Pete's sakes, that just doesn't seem right. But um, you know, uh, it's not bad, and the streets are still very quiet. People are starting to come. You know, the community is starting to come back. People are starting to get out. Today is the first day in New Hampshire where retail is opening up at a dramatically reduced rate. Um, uh, golf courses, I believe, are opening up today. Um, but retail, I think, is no more than 50% capacity, and hair salons are also very restricted. But uh, you can find all those restrictions, I'm sure, on the state's website. But um, I'm hoping that people are still safe and cautious if you're out. I'm hoping people wear a face mask to protect them each other from one another. From one another. And, ex- and uh, using safe social distancing practices. It's hard and it's not natural and it's certainly not something that we grew up with, but it's important because we all want to be together here a year from now, enjoying each other's company, laughing and smiling and, and doing the things that uh, make us human. So let's work together and stay safe. I want to introduce you to a good friend of mine, Allie, I'm going to go by the hyphenated version, Allie Buckley-Sickles. How's about that? That's good, Allie. How, let's just go with Allie. How about that? Love it. And it's so weird doing radio shows through masks. I know everything sounds a little bit muffled, but yeah. it's, you know, that's okay. People live with that too. <laughs> so Allie and I are friends from BNI, which is our networking group that I've talked about before and had other visitors on the show. Uh, we, we get together every Tuesday and talk about what's going on in our businesses and how can we help and support one another. Allie runs a fa- fabulous family-owned business in Hudson, New Hampshire, which is Showcase Performing Arts and also Showcase Spirit. And we're going to talk a little bit about that and what they do and how um, life is pivoted, perhaps, in the world of coronavirus and how hopefully life will pivot back in the near future. So, Allie, why don't you tell us a little bit about just in general what you guys do out there over on the other side of the bridge, as they say. Sure. So, uh, Showcase is opened in Hudson. We're right across from the Presentation of Mary on Lowell Road, 5 Executive Drive. Uh, In normal times, uh, and even now, actually, just now in the virtual space, we offer dance classes, tumbling classes, music, theater, voice, adult fitness uh, for children starting as young as 18 months through adults. And uh, we have just a variety of programs, a whole gauntlet for the performing arts, really. And, uh, you know, our whole goal is to create leaders for tomorrow. So using whatever we teach in the classroom uh, for a bigger purpose and uh, really to teach life lessons. We really do think the arts teach life lessons, and that's our goal. And, uh, you know, this has been a tricky time, but we, um, we've switched completely to the virtual space. Uh, we're still connected with our students. We're still uh, serving our community in, you know, the best way that we can. And, uh, you know, it's it's going okay. So you have a pretty big program, too. You have, I wanted to say last count, it was like 400 kids over there? Just about that, yeah. So that's, which is which is remarkable. Um, you know, people don't even, I don't think, realize that a lot of times that you're over there. And it's a, you walk into the building. I've been there myself. You walk in, you're like, wow, holy Moses, this is really pretty impressive out here. Thank you. Yeah, well, I love what you guys have done. And it's family-owned business, so you're always going to run into, if it's not you, it's your mama there, right? <laughs> yep, my mom's there. Um, my grandmother has a big role in the business, too. So uh, three generations of, of ladies kind of building the purpose. There. And I should also say, 
happy first Mother's Day to you. Thank you so much. Yeah. How was it? What, did you get spoiled a little bit at least? I did. I got spoiled big time. There were um, flowers and a nap. I got to take an uninterrupted nap, which I think was... Uh, <laughs> really appreciate it. Well, he's what now? Nine months old now? Just about nine months old, yeah. yeah. So sleep is still not, um, you know, on the forefront of our lives. Well, your baby is always smiling, though. I've, I've never seen a baby smile as much as yours, oh, and I think you. that's really great. That says a lot. You know, babies don't smile just because. A lot of babies <laughs> a lot of babies are really cranky. Yours smiles a lot. I think that has a lot to do with you guys. Oh, thank you. He's a really, really happy baby. We got so lucky. Uh, he's yeah. just the, the apple of our eye. So it's going to be four generations pretty soon running the place. <laughs> pretty soon, yeah. No, very good. And so, in in the current state of affairs, how what kind of, how are you dealing with what sort of programming are you doing now? I'm sure you're doing lots of Zoom type stuff. So, how does that work? Yeah, let's so, say I'm a cheerleader. Sure. So all of our, which I'm not, but let's <laughs> say I am. So all of our tumbling classes have switched to the Zoom format. So if you are a cheerleader looking to enhance your tumbling skills. Everything happens right on Zoom now, so your regular scheduled classes is just in Zoom. Um, Our coaches have been really creative in terms of uh, knowing that the kids don't have all the equipment that they have in the gym as well as all the space. And so they've really adapted their lessons to make sure their kids are being active, still gaining strength, and doing it in a safe way in the confined space that they have with the tools that they have at home. Um, So... It's, you know, I'm actually really proud of them. They're still really achieving skills. They're still getting skills, um, but just in a different space. And so on top of that, we also have, um, you know, because we know that the kids have a little bit of extra time now. So we've added some virtual uh, clinics and things. So uh, earlier last week, we had a back handspring clinic so they could get geared up for cheerleading season if they, they have a goal of their back handspring. And this Thursday via Zoom at 7 p.m., there's a jumps clinic. Uh, for cheerleaders, where they can work on perfecting their jumps for their upcoming season. That's pretty amazing. Hey, by the way, I should just really break in here for a second and say hi to some of our new Facebook Facebook joiners. Since I last mentioned my friend Phil and Jody, hello again. Um, we have had Chris McNeil. Chris, good to see you. Also an old BNI buddy. Keith, Keith from a Peacock Players. Good to see you, Keith. Glad you're with us today. Debbie Elliott, my good friend from Eastern Bank. Hi, Debbie. Hope you're good today. Alice Jin. Hi, Alice. Alice is um, from my life as a swim officiator. So hi, Alice. Good to see you. And Hannah Stoller, executive director over at Marguerite's Place. Good seeing all of you this morning. Hope the uh, show isn't, you know, well, it's great because Allie's here. Uh, You're going to have to tolerate me. I'm sorry. But um, so we're talking about the virtual life. Now, you guys are scheduled to reopen here at some point too, pretty soon, I hope. Uh, We are hoping. So we have been really grateful. Just last week, we sat down with 50 other studio owners in New Hampshire, which was really awesome via Zoom, all of us, uh, to put down some guidelines to bring uh, in front of the task force. Hopefully, we will have a restricted opening on June 1st, um, where we'll be taking tons of precautions, of course, to keep our kids safe, our families safe. Um, Showcase will look a little bit different. There'll be parts of the buildings that are closed. Um, but we'll, we'll be able to hopefully open classes, um, 10 or less, masks, lots of sanitizing. Um, but we just, we can't wait to see those kids. We're seeing them on the computer screen, but it's not, it's not the same. We want to, we want to see them move and be free and yeah, of course. and uh, be with their coaches. So Yeah, of course. Absolutely. There's going to be a lot of things that we're going to, it's going to feel like life. I, you know, I hate this term. Do you hate the term new normal? I hate that term. It just drives me crazy. I don't yeah. even know what it means, but it's going to be different. It's going to be different. And, um, you know, we're. It's okay. I think we've survived this, and you know, um, but a new, the new normal. I think we're gonna we're gonna be okay. <laughs> yeah, that's good. We just keep 
being positive about it. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. Now, how have you personally held up during this uh, weird COVID nineteen, you know, life such as it is? Uh, you and your family. Yeah, we've been. You know, my family's been really blessed. We've been really all healthy and uh, taking the necessary precautions. That's been, you know, the biggest thing is staying healthy and safe. Um, but we've held up. We've held up okay. The hardest thing, you know, for me is not being at the center or going to the center to kind of just keep up with it, the building, but. And not having the kids, you know, through the hallways and hearing that laughter. Uh, So that's been kind of tough on the spirit. But, um, you know, to lead the community, we kind of have to, you know, persevere with strength. And that's what we've tried to do uh, with a smile on our face for the kids. And just to reassure them, this is not forever. We'll be back soon. Um, But other than that, we've, you know, we've been really, really lucky to to hold up okay. How about you guys? You know, my family, um, pretty good. My, uh, you know, my, my, uh, Future son-in-law, I guess he's actually next week he would have become become my son-in-law. So that's the biggest adjustment. So we had to push mm-hmm. my daughter's wedding out from May to October. But so I'm just going to start as of next week. Going to start just calling my son-in-law because yeah. it, that's what it would have been, right? Mm-hmm. And he and he basically is anyway. So he started a new a new job and has been in training. But the company he works for has been really good about um, giving him protective equipment and and um, you know having good social safe safe practices in place. So I feel like they've been good. Um, he and I are the only ones in our family who are out in the community doing anything. I think it's funny, b- both of our spouses have basically said, that's great when you come home. I mean, it's weird. I walk in the door before I can hug the dog, kiss the wife. I take off the clothes and take a shower. Yeah. And I just think that's, I've kind of gotten used to that now. Maybe I'm going to keep doing it. I don't know. So I'm like much cleaner than I've ever been in my life. And he's doing the same. Um, and um, I think they're getting used to that too. Uh, my wife and daughter are both working from home. They, they both work, um, you know, my daughter's a school guidance counselor. And so for her, it's been a challenge. Like, how do you connect to kids in this world? My wife is, it works in social services. And how do you support your clients when you can't be there with them is a challenge, especially hers are, uh, tend to be seniors and, and medically compromised. So that's been a challenge. The rest of my family know, you know, we've all been you know, just doing our thing, you know. And uh, trying to weather the storm, if you will. Yep. But uh, this weekend we got to go out. It was nice. Went for a hike. Mm-hmm. Doing a lot of hiking. Yeah, we've been doing the same. Trying to just get outside and enjoy um, enjoy this extra time that we have yeah. together. Um, you know, I'm teaching from home, which, um, you know, I've made my living room kind of a mock dance school. Oh, that must be um, awesome. Yeah, it is. Uh, I like the extra time at home with the family. Um but, you know, I'm ready to go back to our, our building and our space when, when the time is right. Uh, but the extra family time has been, you know, great in, in a lot of ways. So we've been grateful for that. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. And um, now you don't live with your parents, right? No. So um, what have you guys done to interact with each other? Well, um, there's been a lot of family Zoom. Um, yeah. You know, my husband has a, a large family, so yesterday we were able to get all 19 of us on a Zoom call and to, you know, wish... I don't even know 19 people, <laughs> let alone have 19 in my family. Yeah, we could That's have amazing. A, we could have a basketball team. That's like a BNI meeting. I love <laughs> yeah. it. It's awesome. Yeah, so we have, we have a big family there, and, um, you know, we've been able to stay in contact with my family. We have a really small, immediate family, but same thing, yeah. Zoom, FaceTime, um, just making that time to connect with each other. And, you know, that's what you can do. That's, that's really all you can do right now is just, uh, you know, yeah. make it a priority to connect. Yeah. We've we've actually um, had some Zoom dinners with some of our friends. We have mm-hmm. some friends out in Denver. 
And it's so strange. Like, why didn't we think of this before? Yeah, you know, exactly. it, it's not like we couldn't have done this, but, but now we thought, well, they're used, their kids are at home and they're yeah. used to zoom. And so we've had a couple of zoom dinners with them. It's been really great just to connect and, and reconnect. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, it's nice. Part of our... Um, it's only so much Netflix you can watch, right? <laughs> yeah, right? You can all, it was fun for the beginning. Like, oh, let's just watch Netflix and relax. We're going to binge watch everything, but yes. now there's nothing left. No, yeah, right now you got to move on and <laughs> stay active. We've um, yeah. That's been part of our thing at Showcase is to really yeah. help the community stay active because um, it's so easy just to do Netflix and just kind of uh, stay inside. But we've offered a ton of stuff. It's all on our website um, that anybody in the community... What is your website address, uh, by the showcase way? ShowcaseHudsonNH.com. ShowcaseHudsonNH.com. Or I know you could just Google it, Showcase Performing Arts. Google it, all of our Facebook pages, Instagram. Um, We've done a lot of stuff that's open to the community that's no charge. Uh, So on on Wednesday morning, we're doing a Wiggle Wednesday. It's um, really for students, you know, walkers to age five uh, or before school age. We read some stories around a theme. We dance, we wiggle, we move. Um, On Wednesday, Tuesday nights at 7 o'clock, we're doing adult fitness. So it's really some time uh, for the adults in the community to just uh, take some time for themselves, get on a Zoom call, do um, an adult fitness class. It's a mix of cardio, uh, weight training. And, and you don't normally do stuff with adults. So that's great. That's yeah, new. Yeah, it's, it's new. And um, I know that a lot of our parents who are now um, home with their kids, um, you know, myself included, they're trying to work. They're trying to homeschool their kids. They're trying to do, you know, wear all these different hats throughout the day. Yeah. Um, especially, you know, I know the moms, um, to take that time for themselves. So that's, was really great. We had our first adult fitness class and, um, a lot of great ladies joined, joined me last week for that. Um, it's open to men and women. Um, but, um, you know, just keep everybody active and moving and connected is our main goal right now. That's pretty great, Allie. So we're just about out of time. I know that the music is going to kick in in a second. That for me is sort of like the proverbial, (laughs) you're done here. Go home now, Mike. But uh, I wanted to thank you for coming on the show today and for being such a great partner in our community, for helping people to stay healthy. And uh, just all that you're doing over at Showcase Performing Arts, it's really amazing. Thank you, Mike. Thanks for everything you're doing for the United Way as well. Well, We really appreciate it. We're all doing it together. So you've been listening to the United Way Community Connection Show. I've been speaking with Allie Buckley-Sickles from Showcase Performing Arts over in Hudson, New Hampshire. Uh, Check them out online and um, literally check them out online and hopefully check them out in person sometime soon too. Uh, We'll be back next Monday at 9 a.m. I have no idea who's going to be on with us next Monday. Every day is a new day, and it'll be something great. Um, The United Way Community Connection Show is brought to you by Etchstone Properties. And until next week, I would just say, please be safe and healthy, and remember to be kind to one another because great things really do happen when we live united.